Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they bought to me that week. This week, I am joined by my guest, Jeff Jenkins. Jeff Jenkins is an award-winning content creator and travel journalist, also founder of Chubby Diaries, co-founder of Black Travel Alliance, and sits on the Points Guy advisory panel. Jeff has been featured in several notable, notable publications such as Forbes, New York Times, Washington Post, Google, Travel Noir, Essence, Travel and Leisure, Lonely Planet, Texas Monthly, Outdoor Realtors, and the Point Guy. He helps people travel the world, no matter their size, through community, branded content, and motivational talks. You can expect 100% authenticity, transparency, and lots of fun. He has a skill of drawing out big dreams and people, and every time you're around him, you can expect to enjoy yourself. Jeff's enthusiastic personality, charisma, and contagious big smiles makes him one of a kind. Hello, Jeff. Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for reading that. You know what? So interesting. So if y'all don't know, uh, Bree's my cousin uh, on the internet. internet uh, but we have the same last name. Well, you know what? We need to figure it out and see if we actually are related. We probably are. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, but uh, she also knows my wife. Uh. And it wasn't until just now that I realized. I was like, oh, wow. My wife wrote that uh, bio for me like years ago or a couple of years now. So I'm very happy. One, yes, we are shout internet cousins. Wife. And two, shout out to your wife. She's like one of my favorite people. So shout out to her for real, for real. Um, it's funny being internet cousins because we have not technically met in person yet because COVID and everything else. And I so see you. Meet. Oh my God, we did meet at Shelby's birthday. Shelby's birthday. Yeah, shout out to Shelby. Shout out to Shelby. Oh my God, it feels like 16 million years ago. And it was fair. a birthday party, so we was... To be, yes. I say, to be fair, it was a birthday party. So maybe. Right, right. We right, did. Right. We have a photo together. You're right. Sure my do. mistake. Oh my God, that's right. Well, we haven't <laughs> hung out hung out since Shelby's birthday, so I feel right. like there's still space. You know what? We haven't out. hung out, hung out. So that's, that's, that's it, period. That's so it. That, there we go. Uh, well, then we need to talk because I'm trying, like I just was telling you off mic, I'm trying to be like you and be traveling out here as, as a job because Chubby Diaries is just such a brand, such a mood, such a goal in life for a lot of us just be like out here enjoying travel and being able to travel contently and safely and see people who look like us traveling safely and contently and yeah, I just I have so much I want to talk about to you as we talk about like entrepreneurship, 
in the scope of traveling. But then also, I didn't know you were the co-founder of the Black Travel Alliance. Yeah, a lot of people don't actually. My mind is blown. Like I was just talking about this the other day and then look at this. I know someone. So can we can we start there? Because I feel like a lot of people don't who don't know need to know about it. Yeah, Black Travel Alliance started out of um, the the Black Travel or the I'm saying Black Travel, the Black Lives Matter resurgent, um, and we realized that a lot of brands, especially travel brands, um, started doing the Black Squares, and we were over here like, hey, we ain't never seen y'all mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> mention anything about uh like black lives matters or anything like that and so um we we wanted to hold people accountable uh we wanted to also amplify the black voices and then come alongside with people and so it started back in june of 2020 um and it was it's mind-blowing how fast we moved uh my friend marty uh she was like, yo, we need to do something. We all were all in this place already. And I used to do, um, what are they called? I used to do uh, mastermind classes uh, on every Friday with uh, Black travel uh, content creators and journalists. And so we was like, yo, let's do it during my time. And so we had about 20 people on the phone and we tried to figure out like, what can we do uh, to, to amplify Black voices within the travel space and then hold these travel companies accountable And that's how we got to travel, Black Travel Alliance. Yeah, I'm going to need us to, and I'm going to need some Black person out there to own um, an airline because (laughs) Delta pissed me off a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to (laughs) need us to like. Delta did? Delta did. I mean, that's, that's the closest Black that we got. Delta, Delta ginger girl dirty. Like I have to, I have to call them to follow up on my complaint because I have words. We'll talk about that off mic. It's a, it's a story. Um, Yeah. I'm still, it was like two, three weeks ago and I'm still not over it. Um, Yeah, it's fine. Um, But yeah, I, I think as a black person who like, I love traveling. Like if you, if you let me fly every day somewhere, I totally would like, I'm always down for new adventures. I I much rather like fly and like do something than buy things, right? Like I rather pay for experiences than pay for items. And I think that's a very interesting thing for a lot of people. It's like I would like if I could like travel instead of like have a home, that's like way more my like speed. I would love to be constantly traveling. Um, but I think what I really loved about Tribute Diaries is like you being very vocal and very upfront on what happens when you travel. I think you were in the Bahamas when you were talking about like the racism you were facing and internalized racism you were facing being a black person in a space that is very black and just seeing how the people who work there treated you differently than the white folks and people who weren't black at the resort. And I think that's such an interesting topic to discuss because I think a lot of people wouldn't notice that like it's something definitely like I noticed when I'm at places like it can be from restaurants to like how I'm treated on planes and you know all the other things because I am black and I noticed that so I think that's been a very interesting thing that you've been able to make relatable and digestible for people who don't typically see that oh no for sure and that post that uh you're you're referencing uh, I was very hesitant to put it out. 
but I felt like it was something I really wanted to talk about. And then to get the outpouring, and I think that might have been one of the the largest posts of comments that I've ever gotten, Mm -hmm. where I had no plans on people being like, oh, this happened to me too. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that blew my mind as well, because I knew it wasn't a, um, what's the word for it? It wasn't uh, compartmentalized. It wasn't just a a one-off kind of scenario, Mm -hmm. but it, it definitely happens. And, um, and now with me getting more notoriety and quote unquote celebrity status in a way, uh, to see how people respond to me now, uh, because it, it is, it's times now where they, they don't know who I am, but then their, their manager or their boss comes in and it was like, oh, this is Jeff Jenkins from Chubby Diaries. And then they, everything just switches mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, it's him. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, wow. Let me. Oh, hello, sir. How are you today? Yep. And and that to me, that really hurts my feelings because um, I, I really do believe that we all should be treated uh, fairly, equally. Um, and 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 I, I really do believe that it really starts with the media. Um, it starts with the leadership um, as well. And then also us having our own stuff, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that note about like how differently people treat you once they realize who you are, I identify with that so much. Like if you don't know who this person is until like someone else tells you, but like you're saying, you I, no matter who I am or what I do, should be treated with the same level of respect right. as anybody else. And I, and I do that, I do that. And I feel like I do that with anybody. Right. Like with anybody, like you- you can be a, a celebrity, a millionaire, whatever. I'm going to still treat you just the same way I would treat others. And you want to know something? All of those people that I know that are affluent like that, they consistently tell me that they was like, you know what? You're just so like regular. Because he was like, when people come around me, they try to get all whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, you're a human. You're just a regular person. And I feel like that is something that people should definitely adopt more of um, because it definitely helps. Yeah, I, yep. I, uh, I have some celebrity friends and people who know that, like get either really weird about it or like, if they meet them, get very awkward. Like, how do you, like, how are you so chill? I'm like, they're, they're just people. Like I, I, they're great people. Yes. But I mean, there's no reason to like, yeah, like you're saying, just treat everyone the same. You would treat anybody else. Like, and also I'm a big believer, like you never know where someone's going to be in a couple of years. Like you, you got to constantly just be be ready <laughs> so hey I'm, I'm telling everybody hey i'm winking at everybody right now i'm coming <laughs> around come around that corner <laughs> you never know six months from now just be come out on. here come on uh so wait so what made you want to start chubby diaries like what got you into traveling what made you want to start you know because your content is great i think it is super relatable very fun you went scuba diving like maybe a couple months ago and I was like, oh, right. I, the way I want to go scuba diving. And then you went and I was like, I got to block Jeff. I can't be looking at this. And you know what? It'd be <laughs> bothering me. I'd be blocking people sometimes, not blocking them. I'd be putting mute on them. Yeah. Like, especially if they're doing something real fun and, and they just constantly doing it. Yeah. Hey, you gotta For your own mental health. Hey, you got to block me. It is what it is. I'll I was like, it. Jeff, how dare you be out here having fun scuba diving and I'm out here working this nine to five. I was like, gosh. Uh, but no, I, I started... Um, so I, I, and just to back up, I used to be a high school choir teacher. Uh, I resigned from being a teacher. Um, and, and I did that for nine years. And when I quit, 
I thought I was going to do one thing and ended up not doing it and went on a mission trip and into Rwanda. And while I was in Rwanda, we went to go build gardens. And then we found out that these people needed water in that, that, that community that we were in. Um, and so my friends and I came back and was like, yo, like we should build like water wells for these people. None of us was engineers. None of us knew how water came out of the ground. So we was over there like, uh, like, how are we doing this? But we found this organization that helped us um, be able to go build these wells. So we, when we went to go build our first well, I remember being there, going back to Rwanda and Rwanda is considered the land of a thousand hills. Uh, and at that time I was trying to figure out like, what do I want to do? I think I really want to get into entrepreneurship in a way. Um, and so I remember being on that trip, you know, like when you're on a trip sometimes, especially going back to Rwanda and stuff like that, Rwanda definitely has you like introspective because ain't that much technology. You can't really be on your phone. Internet ain't that is trash. So you, you gotta be with your thoughts or with your people <laughs> that you with. And so I, I just remember kept asking myself the question, like, what do you really want to do? What do you really want to do? And I remember while we were building a well, looking off into the, th the thousand hills and being like, you know what? I want to travel the world, help people and get paid to do it. I was like, that is exactly what I want to do. And, and that's where like the, the thought of becoming a travel influencer blogger uh, came from. Uh, I had a friend named Rachel Hill. She used to uh, run an account called Rachel Travels. And she ended up quitting her six-figure job to become a travel blogger. So me and her are like really good friends. I remember when she like met with me to tell me that, hey, in, in like a, a month or so, I'm quitting and doing this full time. And I was like, you can make money doing this? So that's where like it started. Try to find a niche uh, because that's what everybody said. Because I, I looked at this from the beginning as a business. Um, and I told myself, like, I got to get a niche, got to get a niche. And I was like, I don't know what my niche is. I don't know how to find my niche. And my cousin, who is a PR rep, um, gave me this questionnaire. I filled it out. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I got anything out of this. And she was like, look, it's right there. And I was like, what? I'm fat and black? She's like, yes. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> and I, I remember, I mean, it was the way it happened. It was like, and, and I'm trying to like, you know, like in a movie or man, what is it? You know, like, like your life flashes before your eyes or mm -hmm. something like that, or you're getting like inundated, like some technology is like being flooded into somebody, like all these memories. That's exactly what started happening in that moment. I started thinking like, yo, like everything about Chubby Diaries that I was thinking about started happening in that moment. And I was like, oh my God, nobody talks about this. Literally nobody talks about this. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're on to something here. And I got so excited in that moment. And and I just remember like, just like sitting on that and trying to figure out like what the name was going to be. And, uh, and I landed on Chubby Diaries. And then I remember saying it to my, my wife and one of my best friends, I'm like, y'all, I think I'm gonna call my, uh, I'm gonna get a blog and call it Chubby Diaries. And I remember saying it, uh, at my friend's house and they both were there and they was like, oh, I kind of like that name. And I was like, Hey, it went from there. So that flash before your eyes. Ugh, yeah. I, I have so many things to say because I think it, we're always like waiting for like that big aha moment. And that's something like it can more often than night, more often than not, it's like something super quiet. Like you're saying, you mm -hmm. just were sitting, looking out on the hills. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was just like sitting and journaling. Like that's been like my way to disconnect lately. And mm -hmm. 
I was just like this, it's time. Like it is time to just try this thing and go out there and see what happens. But yeah, yeah I also, I don't think a lot of people understand. Okay. Back this up. I want to know how this is a career. Like it's just such a fun way to live. And like, I think a lot of people see influencers and think it's just like taking photos and posting. I'm like, no, like if, <laughs> like we said, shout, shout, out to, shout out to Shelby. Like I yeah. live with her. She's one of my best friends and I'll go with her on a lot of things and it is getting the shot. It is talking to companies. It is writing copy. It is having deadlines. It is all these things. And, you know, it's in with me right now, still trying to grow my following and it just the algorithm and things just don't make sense sometimes. And one thing works for one person and not the Uh, other. It's like all these, these different things. And then some companies will send you things and then other people. And it's just like, it's just such a whirlwind. So I want to know, like, how have you, continue to be successful how do you make a career out of this like i i i've never like i said i just love to travel so like i'm yeah. willing to like constantly pay um but like watching you and lalu and oyan lately have been just like it's like mind-blowing to me to like just see all of you in your blackness traveling making this amazing content and just like living and i i, I don't know i'm rambling but that's like where my brain is going right now yeah not like for sure for sure um, one thing I would say is that, well, <clears throat> there's multiple ways of like building like the, your whole entrepreneurial, uh, like business, uh, or influencer business. And one thing I always tell people and, and just to back up real quick, uh, talking about like, sometimes people are like searching and looking, um, sometimes you got to just open yourself up to be available to, to hear and, and recognize like, like your calling or something that you feel like you should be doing, or not even just that until you know what you're doing, don't stop moving. Just keep mm-hmm. going. I get to come. You just got to keep going. Don't stop moving. I promise you uh, what it is that you're supposed to do will come to you, uh, but you can't stop moving. Uh, and then, so for me, uh, the way I make my money is through my, my website, through my, uh, my blog, uh, I do brand partnerships um, and and like with brand partnerships, uh, like you're saying, like a brand will reach out, tourism board will reach out and be like, hey, can you come promote uh, or come visit and then promote uh, this destination? We like to get your opinion on it. So that part's fun. Um, and then just like I just did some with Whataburger yesterday where I just have to take pictures in front of the state capitol with a burger so that they had coming out. So I, I that to me is dope. That to mm-hmm. me is cool. Um, and I got to have that opportunity. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I, I truly to, to be able to get to the success. Um, and I, and I feel like, man, like Lalu and, and Oyen, they, they're like, like killing it. Like killing Instagram it. wise, they are killing it. And I love them. I respect them so much. Um, and for me, like I also started doing consulting because I was like, I really want the real money in a way mm-hmm. because there's more out there. Becoming a thought leader is what like my like mission and driven or like my purpose is now right now. Like when it comes down to travel, uh, I just got uh, recognized as one of the uh, top 50 notable people within travel uh, by Travel and Leisure. Uh, over the past like hundred years, like Amelia Earnhardt, Anthony Bourdain, Rick Steves, like all of these people, Mickey Mouse, all are on the list. <laughs> so, and then Jeff Jenkins. So, to me, 
that's what I was looking for. That's what I was going for. How do I make change? And with Chubby Diaries, that's what we're doing. Um, and with that, I would just say that uh, it, it is a constant grind. It is a constant, like, like having late nights and like producing at a pace to where you're out producing others uh, or producing quality that helps build a community. Um, I feel like having a community is definitely one way to, to really be successful and grow. I'm taking notes as you're talking because there's so many things I want to talk about. Um, the first thing is like that constant grind of like, I, I was reading once, like when you become an entrepreneur, you trade, you trade the nine to five for the 11 to 11. And I'm like, <laughs> that is Damn. so true. Oh my gosh. It never ends. And you want to know something? I will take that any day of the week. Absolutely. Nine to five. It is mind blowing. I remember having that epiphany multiple times of just like, I can't believe like I have to tell myself to take a day off. Mm-hmm. Like, it is hard to take one day off sometimes. And I was like, Jeff, sit down. Don't <laughs> think about anything. Just sit down. <laughs> that is so hard to do. And and I can't, when it's your stuff, it is so much easier to like work hard at it. And it's on you, like, and and to be like, man, we were broke not just not too long ago, uh, and to not even be broke now, I think that's a blessing. To know that, like, whatever you wrote down, the goals and the dreams that you had, writing them down, and then seeing them come to pass and being manifesting themselves, like, man, what? Whoo! That thing is mind blowing. It okay. is. Go ahead. I I legitimately just wrote down manifesting. That's legitimately like how I do everything like my friend Kelsey will always like you will say one thing or like manifest this thing and she's like two weeks a month later you have done it and she's like and I don't yeah. understand how you do like one like you're saying I'm constantly working on stuff like I always have a project always everything I want to grow out um and like you're saying working on your stuff is like way different than working on someone else's stuff like you're constantly wanting to grow and do better things and then also like you're saying like growing your business and manifesting that stuff like I think people always think like it's made up or it's just like this like woo woo thing. I'm like, no, it legitimately like changes everything. And I look over my life the last specifically the last five, six years here in Austin. I'm like I'm going to do speaking engagements. I'm going to run my own bit. Like all these things I've said have come true. And so uh-huh. I tell people, I'm like, you have to like my godfather always says, like, you have to see yourself beyond where you find yourself. And like, mm-hmm. that has been like the biggest like mantra in my family of like, just because you're somewhere right now doesn't mean you have to stay there. And I think I'm right. always constantly like right now, like me trading in that nine to five for the 11 to 11. And I said it a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago, I was like, I want to get back into consulting. And when I took the job I have now that I'm leaving, um, I took it because I wanted healthcare and I wanted a steady paycheck. And it was definitely like, I'm <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic. I was like, let me go back to some steady work for, for a minute. Um, but the minute I started saying to people again, like, I want to get back into consulting and like literally inundated with opportunities, like haven't done any advertising, haven't done any reaching out, just people be like, Hey, I found you, or you're, I follow you on Instagram and I'm wondering, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like I'm listening. This is clearly like, <laughs> I got an email yesterday from Girl Scouts to like MC an event. And I'm like, Wow. It's it's Another just day. like all these things that happen when you're just like when you get out of your own way and just trust uh-huh. the process. And I think oh, a lot sure. of a lot of people think it has to be like you have to have like a full business plan to like start going in. I'm like, I sometimes fly by the seat of my pants and hope that <laughs> it like works and, out. So. And that's that's it. Like, like I mean, this is a lesson I've been learning the past like few months. 
that like, instead of beating myself up, one thing I, I love what a lot of these like very successful, like CEO entrepreneurs I've been around lately, uh, their, their motto is fail fast. And, and a lot of times, especially people that overthink, you can get caught up in like, oh, I want this to be perfect. I need this to be perfect. I need this to go the way that it is. And, and I, I mean, I'm so happy now to be like, yeah, like I'm okay with failing fast. Mm -hmm. I chase failure because when I chase failure, that means once I fail at something, it ain't the end of the world. It literally isn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I can be able to learn that lesson and then move on so that my company can grow uh, so that my, my business and my brand can grow. And I mean, I tell people now, like I've had like interns and, and assistants and I was like horrible. Like I had nothing for them to do. I was like, man, I suck at this, you know, but it's now I'm learning. Like I've learned, like, you know what? I can't do that. I learned that I need to be able to delegate. I also learned that I need people to execute. That's like the main thing I need y'all to do. And I also have to get out of my way of thinking that I'm something else when I'm not knowing that I'm actually just a dreamer and a visionary. I'm very good at that. And me over here trying to be the executor or the organizer of stuff. Nah, that's not me. Uh, I need to move out of the way and let somebody else that likes to do that, do that for me. And so it definitely has been a blessing. Yeah. That fail forward is definitely like something I'm constantly doing of like, this didn't work. going to try this instead. Or I didn't like the way this pitch worked or, um, but it's definitely, I feel that so deeply. Like I'm a very big, like progress over perfection. And I've been having to fight myself on that. Cause I'm like, I may not know what I'm doing, but I want it to look a certain way constantly. And I think that's, that's been my biggest thing. Like <clears throat> right now I haven't been posting as much on Instagram. I'm still like trying to figure out what my niche is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I was talking, I was talking to Shelby. She's like, you just have to like, try, like keep trying. I was like, but I'm, I'm such a perfectionist of like, I would rather like do nothing and wait for something like great versus like yeah. just po posting anything. Yeah. And so I think it's also that too, of like trying to grow this brand and talking about like the consistency you post, but then also like, I'm constantly looking on Instagram uh, for representation, which I think is why, like, I am so obsessed with like you and Oye and Lalu and a bunch of other black people that I follow, because it's like, you don't see us thriving as much as you do. Like the, with Instagram, like for example, like the body positivity movement, there are so many black women who are a part of this, but the way that the like the search um like the search screen that comes up for me is always white women mm, like in body positivity yeah, and I have yeah. to like keep fighting against them like this is great this isn't what I want to see though right like I want to see more people who look like me and so I'm trying to like fight my Instagram algorithm to like show me more black people yeah but it's like but that the default is so white and for me right now with doing DEI consulting and public speaking and you know um emceeing events and like really trying to like find my niche it's like I have to be I feel like I have to be cranking out more things in order for people to find me and that's like such a frustrating thing because it's like there's been a lot of conversation lately specifically like in DEI work of like why white people shouldn't be doing it and so oh yeah there's like a post the other day I read about like personally I've always had an issue with white people doing DEI because it's like tell, tell me tell me your lived struggle that you want to talk about diversity equity and inclusion like as a black woman in America I feel like I have, <laughs> I have all the boxes to check but it's been a, a really big conversation in the in the diversity space lately um yeah. 
but yeah, those are, those are like, I feel you so deeply on like representation and failing forward and failing fast and not, not being afraid to fail. Like I would rather fail than like put something out that's not perfect, which I know is like really, like a really weird (laughs) place to sit, but yeah. What, where did, um, where did you get, um, progress over perfection? Um, one of my old coworkers, because wow. they they're a perfectionist and we wow. talked about it all the time and they were like I would rather put something out than nothing because if I keep waiting for perfection I won't do anything but I can always keep making progress towards perfection I can keep working towards it but well I I, I don't actually believe in perfection oh, uh, bless your soul <laughs> yeah like it is it, I mean I had to get to that point of realizing that um but I do believe in excellence and I think I strive for excellence over perfection at any day of the week. Because, um, I mean, perfection is unattainable. There's only one, like, like that, that, that to me is, is interesting. But what I was also going to say was that progress over perfection is what started, like, this journey of failing and mm-hmm. being, going over. Or the only way I measure my success is in my progress. Mm. <clears throat> I tell people that all the time, but I got that from everything's figure outable because that was the chapter in her book called Progress Over Perfection. And and everything's figure outable. Everything is figure outable. Okay. Um listen, I'm trying. I'm growing here. I'm like I love it. Yeah, it's 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 exciting, it's nerve-wracking, it is, but it's also been a testament of like how much do I trust myself to to just jump like I am just jumping and and figuring it out and like I said luckily I have connections and I've made a name for myself in town but it's entrepreneurship is so scary and like but also such a such a joy and such a privilege to be able to do so yeah does um I mean I even did you read my post from yesterday I don't know if you did or not I have not yet it was on confidence and um, yeah and the confidence I felt like last week's uh, word of the week was confidence I felt like it just kept coming up over and over again or my brain just kept thinking about it and like if you look up confidence there's like three different definitions for it or not even different different definitions there's three associations with like confidence and I went to the one of talking about like like having having uh trusting like your own like one's own like abilities and giftings and things like that and I just was like man you know how hard that is like it's tough to like trusting yourself sometimes and um and having that imposter syndrome uh but I I, I even for myself like I've, I've learned a lot and I've tested out a lot of stuff that has been very beneficial even within my relationships uh even with work to where uh, like having confidence of knowing like, okay, I'm going to do this and this is what it's going to be. I trust myself and it, it takes away the thinking. It really does. It really takes away the thinking. And for anybody that thinks a lot, um, it definitely can take away the thinking when you have confidence in what you're putting out. Because I think, I think about it to myself, like even with content, creating, creating content. If you got, if you got confidence of like, you know what, Jeff, here we go. We're putting it out. You already know who you are. Like, it's almost like affirming yourself, like, buddy, you got this, you got the skills, you know what you're doing. 
people have liked it before. If they don't like it, they're going to get to know you and they're going to love it when -hmm. it comes out. Um, And just being in that place and like that, that gets the, 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 the thoughts to like quiet down and the doubts to quiet down. And I think that part to me is what I've been like working on and learning that, oh, I, I realized I, I really got all these thoughts going on in my head that are really not benefiting the things that I want to do, the dreams mm-hmm. and the goals that I'm going after. Yeah. And I think that's why I've been okay with jumping. Like I am confident I'll be successful. That's not the scary thing. It's just like yeah. Yeah. getting, getting to success. Yeah. Like I, uh-huh. and, and it's also interesting how success isn't linear. Like I think people think success is just money and I'm like, that's great. Oh, it's, obviously. So stuff now. It's, it's so many, it's so many different things in success. Like I consider myself myself successful. Like I have this podcast, I have this business, I've been able to do a lot of things. And, and I tell people all the time of like, this is the one life you get this, this go around if, if, you know, reincarnation, but anyway, um, this is the one chance we get to like, do the thing. I'm like, I would be damned if I'm like waiting around for permission to do the things. And like you're saying with imposter syndrome and going into business, like I was literally doing, I did my first three hour virtual training yesterday and we're, it was a leadership training and I was battling imposter syndrome while talking about imposter syndrome and like to be able to sit in that space and tell them, I'm like, you guys, I'm sitting here doing this, doing this training that clearly I know I can do your company hired me to do it. I am a leader. I'm training you to be better leaders. I'm like, and I still in this space directing and hosting this training, I'm dealing with imposter syndrome. And one person was like, you know, the fact that imposter syndrome will make you feel like you are so alone. And she is for you to have this conversation of like, everyone's going through it, no matter how successful you get. That's like a really big thing that I think a lot of people still battle with. Like I yeah. am confident, but then also like that imposter syndrome being like, well, why are you sure? And well, like that little voice inside your head of like, they're going to find out, they're going to know you're a fraud. You're not doing it. And it's like confidence to battle against the imposter syndrome is so real. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Congratulations. Thanks. It's, it's great. I'm loving it. Um, I'm excited to jump into it full time. Uh, the hustle is going to be real for a minute, but yeah, I, I think it's also like when you're talking about entrepreneurship, it's like, like, and this goes back to what you're saying at the beginning of like treating everybody with the same level of respect. So like you never know, like right now I'm following up with a lot of people I've done consulting with in the past and being like, Hey, like circling back, letting you know, I'm going into this full time. Is there a contract coming up or anything you need from me following up? And so I think like, this is just like a full circle moment of like, you just never know <laughs> when you're going to need never know. to tap and in. That follow up is key. Oh yeah. Follow up is key and asking is key. Because a lot of people don't know how to ask. Like I've I've learned how to ask for discounts and things that I've just never done before. It's just like I've never done. And I it's so crazy. I'll be getting discounts. I'll be telling the people at the um the register, I was like, hey, whatever their name is, let's say her name is uh Stephanie. I was like, hey, can I get that Stephanie discount? And they'd be like, Yeah. I love that. Okay, <laughs> thanks. They can say no. I just, right. I, and I've never been that way. I promise you. Like, oh, I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It, it's always been a thing of mine. I, I have like that people pleaser kind of uh, mentality at times. So anything that makes somebody uncomfortable, I'm just like, ah, no. And so 
I have been trying things and doing things that have just been like way out of my comfort zone. And, and there's things that I've done in the past where I haven't spoke up that I realize now that I should have spoken up for and things that I feel like I deserve now, or not in, in that entitlement way. Like I was telling her offline earlier. Yeah. The way I look at uh, deserve now is more so in the ownership. Like I'm owning uh, the work that I've done uh, and the person I'm becoming and not looking at it from a, a entitled, like, you got to give me this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asking for help. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's one of the it greatest is, things ever. It's an amazing thing. It is definitely something I'm still doing. Like yeah. I used to be very people pleasing. Like you could come to me and ask me for literally anything. And I probably would have said yes. Like I had very limited boundaries. I've now like a, Ooh, a, di- a completely, I'm a different person. I'm going to have a whole episode about boundaries soon. Um, but I'm a totally different person now around like my boundaries and people pleasing, but asking for help, like, isn't a thing I do well, but as I go into entrepreneurship, I realize I have to ask more. Like you're saying, like, if you don't ask, like the saying goes, asking you shall receive, like you'll either get yeah. the answer you want or you won't. And then you'll know, but Right now, um, my really good friend, Kelsey, again, um, when I first went into consulting last year, we, she was a person and she still is a person I can like bounce ideas off of and like check in with her and, and same with Shelby, like whenever a brand reaches out and I'm like, does this? And she's like, no, you can get more. And like having that level of asking a problem, like, I just like want your opinion and to go from there. And so like people want to help you. Like, I think a lot of people feel like it's, um, it's a weight you're putting on someone else. But I, I, I think for me, it's been like your friends want to help you. They want to see you be successful. If they don't, they're not your friend. Just come put that right. out there. Come on. Come on. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been a really big, big thing for me is, is, is asking for help and, and you know making sure that I'm getting what I need. And, and I, I would also add to that and say that it's not just asking for help is also asking the right questions. So come on. very, very skilled at articulating what it is that you want and the way that you can get somebody to actually answer it for you. And they, they're clear on like what it is because man, oh man, it's so interesting. I, I would tell anybody this, and since we're talking about it, don't ask for a mentor. Don't ask somebody to be your mentor. Like never do that. Like it's, 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 it's one of the hardest things uh, for people like, and, and what I'm about to say is, is that you can still have a mentor and that person actually can be your mentor, but you want the mentor to be the person that comes to you. Because mm. when you ask a lot of times, especially if it's people who have like lives, like outside of you uh, or your relationship with them, um, they can they can think of it as in an overwhelming way. So I've learned how to just ask questions and then me asking those questions. Uh, a lot of times people would be like, hey, I would love to to meet with you some more and, and things like that. I let them come to their conclusion of like, mm-hmm. Hey, I want to work with them. But like, even also asking the mentor, like, how can I serve you? Um, to where it's not just this one-off kind of thing or this like, Oh, I'm here just to learn. Uh, I'm here to serve you as well. And when you do ask that question, it does come with a, a price. Uh, but most of the time people are like, Oh no, how can I serve you? Like they always switch it back. So uh, keeping all that in mind and learning how to ask the right questions. Mm, you've just you can look that up online too. Uh, you don't have to think about it. I forgot to tell people that too. You don't. You don't actually. But there, I love what my buddy says. Uh, I tried to get his help so much. He's one of those Yoda kind of people, 
And he was over there like, um, I was like, oh, how I do this? He's like, YouTube. I was like, well, how I do this? YouTube. Well, how I do this? YouTube. And I'm like, God, dog, bro, just tell me. He was like, nah, man, just get on YouTube. YouTube got everything you need right on there. Google got everything you need. And I've literally used, like, I typed in questions to ask a potential mentor or mentor. Um, and that's where I found my questions at. And I'm telling you, every time I ask those questions, though, everybody I've asked this to, they be over there like, ooh, <laughs> like they get excited. Yeah. Like, ooh, like, oh, I didn't know we were having this kind of meeting. Okay, yeah, let me, like they perk up everything. And so I think that, that part is dope. Mm, yeah, you just, you just blew my mind on that mentorship thing. Cause I for sure have been, there's one, I'm thinking of um, Pamela Benson Owens, who I like love her. I talk about her all the time, but um, we connected recently and she's like, we're going to, she was, I'm, she was, do you have time to follow up? Like, I want to help you be successful. And I was like, like people who just like, like, and I consider her like, she's an amazing person in her career. And she's just like, I, how can I help you become better? And, and I think that like, that's been a big thing of like, I have a mentor, Kelly, that I was, I was connected to a couple of years back. And she's like, just ever so often, like, we'll check in and we'll do that, like back and forth. Like, what do you need? How can I help you? But and just like going forward that way. But yeah, I think that's, that's a big thing too. I think, I think every relationship should be reciprocal, even if there's like yeah. this quote hierarchy of power. Yeah. Um, but I think there's always like you, cause you just never know. Like I would say I, hierarchy of success, not power. Cause ooh, I'm, I'm, my own <laughs> I'm my own business. So yeah. I got all the power. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I'm speechless now. I was not excited. <laughs> oh, for real? That thing is that coming was, in. Was, I've never said that. I've never even heard that in my life, but I like that. I've never, we, look at us. You better coin show. that. <laughs> I'm coining it for real. Uh, well, I thank you so much for coming on. I'll be sure to link to everything in the show notes, Chubby Diaries, the like Travel Alliance. Um, this has been such a joy. At the end of every episode, I do like to end with like a sort of palate cleanser, ending us on a high note. But mm. that question is, the question I ask is, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Or what is a piece of advice you would give your younger self? Um. Uh, and and I, I mean, it's, it was actually the best advice I've been given and the thing for my younger self is how um, you have permission to dream big, audacious, crazy A goals. Like literally, like you have permission to do that. And a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I do dream. And I'm like, nah, did you really? Mm-hmm. Like you saying that you want to make, oh, I just want to make, I just want to get a job. Like I dreamed of a job. Like, nah, bro, that's not, that's not really, that's, that's, that's stuff we can do. But I'm talking about like when you were a kid, them dreams you had as a kid or your brain went to where there was no, like, there was no uh, like boundaries in a way. Like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so that's how it is for me now. And then having, having the, the okay to be, so whatever that dream is, and I'll just say it for me, like, I want to go to space. I want to go to space. I want to own part of the Orlando magic. And I have to have like, own, like now, like those dreams, I have to have, like, I have to tell myself it's okay to desire that. And it's okay for that to actually happen to you. You actually have to believe it. And so I believe that that stuff will happen for me in due time. And so 
That's what gets me excited. That's the thing that makes me, I feel like people be like, oh, you're super successful. I was like, well, shoot, you're helping me. Like every brand, I tell them all the time, y'all helping me get my kids into school whenever I have kids. Y'all are helping me get the space. Y'all are helping me own a part of the Orlando Magic. Y'all have a part to play in like my dreams. And people love being a part of people's dreams. Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, Extreme Makeover. Them volunteers used to come in to help build up these houses to, f- to help people have like nice houses and fulfill dreams for people. So that's the things that I love. And I'll tell anybody, dream big. That's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbrie at gmail.com and visit the website, theteawithbriepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.